0: Mike. Just a reminder the, the Grow Guys, the reading booklets for this artist and soul this month, they have some great exercises. It's not just the traditional questions of Bible study, uh, but they have some exercises that you can do alone or with someone else uh, as you navigate your week thinking about these scriptures. So I invite you, uh, if you don't already have a booklet, i see there's a couple here. I'm sure there's a couple in the back. You can also download those from the website. As well, from the main page or from the read page, and I encourage you uh, to do so. So last summer, uh, I spent a lot of time uh, with C, and I thought uh, some of his some of his gifts and braces had rubbed off on me. Uh, some of his ability, some of the things that he was good at, uh, had rubbed off on me. I quickly discovered one day, and all the moving from the old parsons to the new parsons, that that simply um, is not how it works. Uh, Steve has this amazing ability uh, to be able to, to look at something, and uh, it seems like I know he carries a, a measuring uh, tape uh, and rulers and all that kind of stuff, but it seemed like to me uh, that he could just look at a doorway and say, you know, this is going to fit, or this is not going to fit. Now, in reality, he was measuring when I wasn't looking. Uh, but I thought, you know, just like I was his Robin and he was Batman, uh, dressed in peace. Uh, not saying he's Steve's but anyway. Uh, let's move on. This has gone down the wrong road. Uh, but anyway, uh, to the point. So we were trying to move Asher's bed uh, to his new room, and... Melissa said, let's make sure before we go to all this work that it's going to work in this new room. His new room has a cutout, and so it has to uh, fit in there. And so I went upstairs uh, to the new room, Asher's new room, and I looked at it, and I was like, yep, that's going to fit. And we'll have two or three inches to spare. Uh, So I went back downstairs and and told Melissa, I said, yeah, we can go ahead and go get Asher's bed from the old house. It's going to fit. And so we go up, and we start moving the bed to the to the new room. And sure enough, we're about two or three inches short. And I had not accounted for the the molding. I think that's what you call the stuff at the bottom. Uh, nor had I measured. Nor had I was I was not even close. And so when you're dealing with houses and construction and carpentry and architecture and out in California, maybe Pastor Wilson mentioned it last week if you were here. um, He started this whole movement, this whole church movement based on uh, art. The Mosaic community is what it's called. And he's doing some wonderful work and and, uh, so he writes a lot about art in relation to God. And so he reminds us there is this old adage that the devil is in the details. But the artisan, he says, understands that when life is a work of art, when we value our craft, when we embrace the elegance of workmanship, it is in the details that we experience the divine. It is in the details that we experience the divine. So we flip that old adage on top of its head, often as the scriptures do. It's in the details that we experience the divine. And so it is. That we come to this second week of this series, when we're thinking about in terms of the artist and soul and being created in God's image and God as the creator of all, uh, that we are to become guardians of a process. And this process, including details in every aspect of life, uh, is actually a gift from God. And so we're going to see what we can learn uh, from the artist and the soul here. Uh, that can help us with our daily walk um, with God. One of the things that, as summer is approaching, uh, that I'm working on is kind of organizing or directing uh, some of our summer camps. And uh, we have four uh, camps, the art camp, the sports camp, uh, the BBS that will be in the daytime at the park, and BBS in the evening. And then we have some campers that are going to Camp Harmison. Uh, which is an overnight camp in Bertha Spring. But those four camps that are here in our parish, um, we already have about 200 kids registered. Amen? Amen. 200, yeah. yeah. So, so with that comes some um, things that we have to be prepared for. And the art camp is new this year. The sports camp we did last year. We're doing that again this year. And the art camp is a new experience, so we're very excited about that. And one of the things that I have discovered, um, there is a great difference between uh, organizing and directing an art camp and organizing and directing a sports camp. Amen? Amen. And uh, so I get that firsthand at home because Annika is helping out with the arts camp. And the way that her mind works is very, 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 very different than the way mine works. Amen? Now, her birthday buddy over here is Sharon. Right, Sharon? Sharon's mind works a lot like Monica's mind. Uh, Not like mine. And and so I'm learning from Sharon and from Monica, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You see, the sports, here's how it works. And I have to keep reminding Monica. I have been directing camps for 22 years. I used to direct baseball and basketball camps. Fresh out of college, I can't believe I'm... I'm getting that old, but for 22 years of one variety or another, but never a heart scan, I've been directing these things. I know I keep counting over I know what I'm doing. Stop it. Uh, I don't speak to Sharon that way. Uh, but have to honor. <laughs> that's right. So anyway, uh, with that, um, the sports camp, you get these coaches lined up and they just want to know what time and which day do you want me to show up. And that's it. Sharon and Kathy and some other over the art camp, guess what they want to know? Details, details. And, and that's a good thing. And it's a wonderful lesson for me as a non-artist. Is that again, these details are very, very important. How many kids? How many, how long are we going to have them for? Uh, what's the budget? How many, whatever, how many helpers am I going to have? All the important details. Uh, so that they can be prepared. And it makes complete sense. Because in my athletic mind, and my background, uh, details are important. However, when the game gets going, if one of my athletes makes a mistake, what happens? I give them heck, that's right. I come over and say, I love you, but you're screwing up. And guess what? <laughs> We're going to fix it here this time out. Or, as a player, Asher makes a mistake on the field yesterday, makes an error or six or seven errors in the game yesterday. He really did not just do it. He had a fantastic game. But anyway, he can make up for it on the next play, right? In basketball, you make a mistake on the offense end, you can run back, make up for it on defense. And so the details, although important, are less important in that place because you have opportunities and times to make up for it. Well, guess what? When Peg is playing the hymn this morning, and she misses a note, which she never does. Where sure is she? She's not there. Well, there she is. She quit. She, left. she left. So Peg, she can't go backwards. She can't say, wait a minute, I'm out. We're going to start that all over again. She can play the second verse, right? That's right. And so that's why it's very important for Peg and for Donald and for our praise band and for Jason and Cindy and all of our music folks that are leading worship to have some details ahead of time. And Peg is here during the week practicing her hymns and the songs, especially the ones that Pastor Melissa picked out that none of us know. Right? Because she can't start all over. She can't call a time out. And, and so particular the details. If you're making a painting, if Sharon's doing a painting, And she's been commissioned to do a great work on a mural. She's got to pay attention to every stroke. Because, yeah, she can make some corrections along the way, but the details in those paintings matter. And so it's a different way for our artisans to think about life and their work and their wonderful lessons for all of us uh, to learn. And so um, if anyone has taken the time to read these Hebrew scriptures, um, like I mentioned with the kids, we we're kind of struck by how unbelievably detailed God is when God gets involved in the creative process. Those first couple pages of the Bible, very, very detailed um, about how things were created. When he gives Moses the project, very, very, very detailed um, in the process. And then here in, in the Chronicles uh, that Mike read for us, um, when we're talking about building the temple and giving the instructions to Solomon, very, very, very detailed in the process. And so we have here God thinking like an artisan because God is an artist. God's a creative being. He's the one that creates everything. He's very creative. And so he's coming at this from this artisan soul. And so he's thinking like Hanukkah. He's thinking like Peg, he's thinking like Sharon, and it's something that all of us uh, can learn from here. And so here we are, in the part of the story of Israel's history, uh, where there is no temple. And it has been placed on David's heart that, you know, God needs a place to live. And so we've had in other places of the scriptures come back and forth between David and God, and, and ultimately what we discover is that, yeah, uh, you know, there is going to be a temple built, but you're not the one uh, that's going to do it. And God here, if we back up from the scripture where uh, Mike read for us in the beginning of chapter 28, um, God gives David a very specific answer here on why he's not to be the builder. And one of the things he says is, you are a military man. You've shed blood. You've poured blood out onto the ground. And so that's one way to look at it. You're a military man. Your mind is thinking differently. You're a soldier. And so, therefore... Um, you're not going to be the one that builds the temple. Your son is going to build it, Solomon. Solomon is the artisan here of this temple project. And so then we go to this very long reading, this very long passage of scripture. Uh, it's long because God is going to get involved in giving David these details, and that David assembles all the leadership, and as he's transitioning this power and authority over to his son. We're going to get very specific details on how this is going uh, to go about. Room by room, space by space, inch by inch. All the details, the way it's going to be laid out. And not just how it's going to be laid out, but how it's going to be built. Not just how it's going to be built, but with what materials. And then he's going to provide all these materials for the building. Then he's going to go on and say, you know, this is what's going to happen in this room. And so this is why it needs to be that way. This is what's going to happen in this space. This is why. Here's who's going to be serving in this space. And he lays out uh, the different types of servants that are going to be in space. And and that's why the detail is there. Ultimately, we get to verse 19. When he gets to verse 19, he says, All of this the Lord made clear to David directly in a document, including the plan for all the work. And so, the divine here, God, our God, God of Israel, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, the God of David, is an artisan. He is the creative one. He is the one that is found here on the details of this passage, of this project. And so, as we go forward, we see that uh, as this plan is about to unfold, uh, David continues with... um, First of all, Solomon, don't be afraid. With all these details and with this plan, uh, God is going to be at your side. He will not leave your side. God is going to be with you. And then if we would read, and you should for homework, into the next chapter 29, we're going to discover uh, that David's going to assemble some leadership and assemble some other artisans. And there's going to be some specific pleas for this is what we need for this detail. This is what we need for that room. This is what uh, Solomon needs in order to get this job done. He cannot do it alone. And so it gets very detailed in terms of how it's actually going to get built. And so with all this, and with knowing that God is the God of the details, if we think about what we learned last week, and that is each and every one of us in here is a work of art. Because the details that God the Creator went through and, and put forth when we were created. If we're all works of art, we're also um, an And we might not be as talented yet as Sharon, or Jason, or Annika, or Peg, or others that can sing and dance and paint. Uh, but all of us are artists nonetheless if we believe we were created in God's image. Amen? So if that is true, then today we And we embrace this concept of the details. Um, McManus goes on to say, he says, The craftsman understands that beauty and excellence are found in the details. When it comes to making our lives into works of art, the details are formed by how we choose to live day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. With all this, here's what I want to take away from this today, you and I. I want to take away that final statement, and that is, wherever we are this day, as we go through this door, remembering to give every detail of our lives over to God, and say, and claim the fact that we are in act, or, or we are works of art. And if I'm a work of art, and God put those details into me. And I'm going to live them out day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. And each day this week, when you're saying your prayers, when I'm saying my prayers, I'm going to pray, Lord, show me the detail that you want me to celebrate today. Show me the detail of my life, my work of art, that will make a difference in someone's life today. Lord, reveal to me the detail that's going to be a witness that Jesus is my Savior. And help me package those three things into the best work of art that I possibly can be this week, as I go about my daily business. And if we do that, we'll be closer, you and I, regardless of our artistic abilities or gifts, of living out this concept of being an artist in soul or having an artist in soul. And so may God add His blessing uh, to this word today, and to all of us, His work of art. As we go about our week. And all God's people said. Amen. 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 (laughs) We're going to now turn to page. 880.